Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everybody's having an absolutely fantastic, blessed day today, as always, and I hope you guys are staying strong and healthy. And uh, by all means, if you need anything, check out the website at healthmasters.com, the product of the week, the Testo Plus Formula, incredibly good product. I mean, it's, I take it all the time. I got buddies that take it all the time. It works. Trust me. Give it a shot, especially if you're in the weights, if you're hitting the gym, you want to exercise, you want to be, you know, have more stamina. It's a fantastic product for men. So be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com and make sure you forward our shows and sign up for our free weekly newsletter so we can continue to get the truth out there on a regular basis and continually helping out as many people as we can to, you know, wake up and realize what's actually happening right now. One of the first things that I saw earlier here, and it's another article, it says public resistance might actually stop the next lockdown. This is interesting from Jeffrey Tucker. And he went into detail and he said, you know, he said, we grew up in a country where we generally assumed there was some feedback mechanism between public opinion and behavior of governments. It was never perfect, but we all assumed it was there. If policies were bad, the reason was traced to public ignorance. If policies improved, it's because public opinion shifted in a good direction. And he goes on to say here, and he goes, the past several years, this is completely broken down. No one voted for half the workers in the United States suddenly to be declared non-essential. He made a valid point with this, you know, because I talked about this, but then he very valid. Nobody took it to a vote. Nobody came to a ballot box and said, listen, guys, we need to do an active fast voting or we need to do a digital voting or we need to do a poll. How many of you think we need to basically declare half the United States non-essential to work and everybody needs to shut down their business? You know, we, with the, today's day and age with the digital realm, if they have the ability to track and trace you and monitor everything you do, wouldn't it have been pretty easy to send out a poll? Hey, guys, everybody in the United States, put in your input what you want to do. Think about this. That would never happen. Said no one voted for half the workers in the United States suddenly to declare non-essential. No one supported forcibly closing businesses, churches, and schools. Nobody approved that, nor voted for it, nor said it was okay. The word social distancing, meaning forced human separation, were on no one's lips five years ago. Practically overnight, it took charge of our lives in a way that no a public opinion poll in 2013 would have suggested was possible. Lockdowns were essentially a coup d'etat against freedom and empowered a scientific elite self-proclaimed and not voted for basically to run roughshod over the whole idea of freedom, popular government to make it stick. Elite planners enlisted the media and large tech companies to echo its unscientific justification every single day while suppressing any information that contradicted the designs of the coup plotters. It's very interesting article. It's a long article. I'll let you guys read it, but he makes a very valid point with a lot of this stuff and the fact that a huge percentage of the population now is done playing the COVID theater game. And that's why you're seeing so much backlash. That's why you're seeing now these schools trying to push it and getting backlash. You're seeing bumbling buffoon Biden saying he's going to wear a mask, which, I mean, I've told, I've told you guys before, it's much easier to conceal somebody and use body doubles when they're wearing a mask with sunglasses. I mean, let's be real. I mean, the guy can't even hardly walk, much less speak. So now they're putting a mask back on him again. Well, I mean, of course. They want to probably show senile. They can't get him out of the house. Now they got a body double to run him around. Just my speculation on it. What's interesting about this is, is that he, this, this author, as far as his writing this is 100% right again in the fact that the FDA just got slammed again in the appeals court in New Orleans ruled on Friday 
that the FDA has overstepped its authority in the ruling that three doctors will be able to move forward with their lawsuits. I talked about this last week with the ivermectin off-label to treat COVID-19. And it said right here in this lawsuit, the FDA misled the public into thinking it had more authority than it does. The decision confirms the FDA is not your doctor, has no authority to tell doctors how to practice medicine. The FDA is not a physician and has an authority to inform announce and apprise, but not to endorse, denounce, or advise. The doctors have plausibly alleged that FDA post fell on the wrong side of the line between telling about and telling to, as such doctors can use the APA to assert their ultra-vired claims against the agencies and the officials. And what's interesting about this is, if anybody remembers, the FDA, the FDA Twitter account, ironically, FDA has a Twitter account, and August 21st, 2021, they wrote, you are not a horse, you are not a cow. Seriously, y'all, stop it. It was referring to ivermectin, and they put multiple other tweets out denouncing ivermectin, and this is what the lawsuit is asserting now. The FDA, again, as we have seen, as all these other regulatory agencies or enforcement agencies, does not have the legal precedent to start coming in and start telling the general public what they're allowed to do, what they're allowed to take, and what doctors are allowed to prescribe. I have found it so – I guess I could say ironic that you have doctors that are out there prescribing diabetes medicine. That is unbelievably damaging to the kidneys and the pancreas and the liver, and they're using it for off-label fat burning, body fat reduction, obesity, weight loss drugs. There's doctors out there that will intentionally try to prescribe tricyclic antidepressants to pregnant women to help out with morning sickness. The list goes on the line. Everybody's heard these examples and seen them with doctors. Well, they'll prescribe stuff for off-label usage. This happens every single day, and yet the FDA never – at any point in time, ever says anything about it because they don't have a legal basis to stand on with it. They approve a certain drug. Granted, they're probably one of the most corrupt agencies in the United States as they have this revolving door between Big Pharma. That's a whole other story for another day. But what's ironic is suddenly during COVID, ivermectin was the only drug in history that the FDA decided they were going to go in and start blasting on social media and tell people, you can't take this. Newsflash, I hope the FDA gets slammed in this lawsuit because they do not have the ability to go in and start telling people what they can and can't do and what doctors can and can't prescribe. The same thing that happened with the CDC. The CDC came in and said, we've got a mask mandate. Everybody has to wear a mask. I remember I, when I first started hearing that, I remember, I remember this situation specifically. I was walking into Lowe's in Arbordale. I was finishing my house. It was about middle of construction, trying to get it done. COVID had started. I think this was like April or May 2020. And I remember I walked into Lowe's, and this big, giant, obese individual was standing there at the doorway with a mask on, <gasps> trying to breathe. They had like two masks on. I mean, just choking on themselves. It was just disgusting. You didn't see them. And he goes, yeah, you, you have to wear a mask. I looked at him. I said, I, I don't. I don't. I don't have to do anything. I, I do whatever I want. <laughs> and he goes, No, no, no. It's a, it's a CDC mandate. And I looked at him. I said, And your point being, what, what, what is, is that supposed to be relevant? Are you just saying things now? We, the sky's blue today, too. We, we're just making random statements that have no meaning whatsoever. Okay, I don't care. And I just walked on and did my business and I left. And I laughed and I thought to myself, 
what an ironic situation. You put somebody that's unbelievably sick and unhealthy. You strap a mask on them so they regurgitate their own exhale. You tell them that they have to tell everybody they have to wear a mask when they walk in the store. And then your rebuttal is the CDC said it's a mandate. Again, the CDC had no authority to tell anybody what they could and couldn't do. Now you're seeing ATF, another rogue alphabet agency that is an enforcement agency. They're not legislative. They're not Congress. They don't pass laws. They enforce laws that Congress passes. They have now come in under the Biden administration, and they are now coming in rewriting the definition of FFL, Federal Firearms License, and basically stating that if you sell more than five guns a year to private individuals for means of making profit and you do not have an FFL license, it now is the discretion of ATF if they want to prosecute you. Oh, yeah, we're going to that point now with the ATF. This is how rogue these guys have gotten. And this, quite frankly, I'm going to say this. Everybody knows Donald Trump did some great stuff. This was one of the most egregious things that Donald Trump did was giving ATF the green light and pulling the choke chain off them and telling them that they had the ability to go in and ban bump fire stocks after they tried to do it five separate times. And it was shut down by every single court. And they went in and they had the presidential approval to ban bump fire stocks. And they went in and they rewrote the definition of 1934 definition of machine gun from the NFA Act and gave them the ability to come in and state machine guns now now have bump fire stocks classified underneath them. This is what they're doing now. Now they're saying it doesn't really matter. If we deem that you sold guns for profit and you don't have an FFL license, you're getting federal firearms charges against you now, which is completely illegal. There is no law in place that states that, especially when it comes to state laws. But again, here we are with more rogue agents, with more rogue agencies that were not voted for. Again, this guy said earlier with COVID, they weren't voted for. Nobody approved this. Nobody came in and said, hey, listen, we, we want to go ahead and we need to do a public opinion vote. We need to know if you know ATF needs to have the ability to start doing this and controlling this and rewrite their own laws. Here's the problem you start running into. When you have a constitutional republic and it's designed with the three bodies and the way it's designed to function, it's designed to have checks and balances for a reason. It's designed to keep things under rule of law so one specific branch can't go rogue and start doing whatever they want to do and start essentially acting under their own accord. Because the founding fathers, when they built this, they knew republic was the most effective way to have freedom because when you start allowing one single branch or one single form of government to come in and state, oh, it doesn't matter. We've now determined that this is the new law, and they unilaterally start writing their own laws by people that aren't elected. You end up with tyranny. This is very common. You see it in many countries. This is what the, the, the founders found in England. This is what happened when you had this monarch over there, the king. The king just dictated, decreed it. Ah, no, I no longer like you. You now get a 50% tax on everything. That's, that's not okay. You can't do that. I just did. I just signed it into law. Hmm. What do you think about it? Well, I don't, I don't like this. You're big and fat, King George. I don't want to listen to you. Oh, okay. Hang him from the bridge. Whoa, 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 wait, wait. I was just kidding. Oh, I don't care. I don't like you anymore. Hang him from the bridge. This is literally how they got treated over there. And so this is what we're starting to roll back into with this serfs and peasants and oligarchy as far as where you have these groups now that are coming in and stating, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you voted for this individual. It doesn't matter for a republic. We're just going to start having rogue agencies do whatever they want to do. Very, very dangerous 
dangerous slope to start allowing to happen. And this is one of the reasons why I have been so vocal in getting this stuff out there and calling it out for what it is. You guys have seen now the Liberty Safes have absolutely gotten blasted right now on social media for what they just did in aiding and abetting the FBI to essentially violate the laws of an individual. The Liberty not so safe is what they're getting blasted for on social media because they gave the FBI access to an alleged Capitol rioters firearm safe. Now, here's the problem with this. The popular gun safe manufacturers are getting huge backlash from conservatives after helping, essentially, in my opinion, rogue FBI agents access to a safe owned by a man reportedly attended the Capitol riot. They described themselves as America's number one safe manufacturer. They were asked by the FBI on August 30th for access codes for a safe belonging to an individual who had a warrant issued to his residence. Said so company's protocol to provide access codes to law enforcement. After receiving the request, we received proof of a valid warrant, and only then did we give them access to the code. Here's the problem with this, and this is what an attorney talked about. The warrant was for his individual house and dwelling and residence. Liberty Safe sold this man his safe. Liberty Safe no longer has the requirement to give information out on that safe because that is now the man's owned individual safe. Liberty Safe went out on their own limb simply because the FBI sent them a request and they said, we have a warrant to get in this guy's house. Okay, cool story. Get a subpoena, get a warrant for Liberty Safe. Send me a court order that we have to give you the access codes for this. That would have been their correct response. Oh, no, they complied immediately like dogs, like they were little dogs happy to help the FBI and violate this guy's basically safe. Now, what's interesting about this is this is still going on with doggone capital riots, allegedly. Nathan Hughes in Arkansas was just charged with felony offense of civil disorder because he showed up to the Capitol, the January 6th Capitol insurrection, allegedly. Guys, we're in the almost end of 2023. This event occurred in January 6, 2021, and we still have FBI showing up 20 man strong with a full SWAT team to raid this guy's house and charge him with civil disorder. What in the world is happening in our republic right now with this FBI? I saw an article earlier that was talking about what is happening now with uh, one of the kids that was involved over there as far as um, uh, Owen, Sh- uh, Owen Shower. Sh- Shower, S-H-R-O-W-E-R. He was a host for InfoWars back in the day, and I think he still may be. He was charged with a Class A misdemeanor of entering and remaining in a restricted building because he went on the Capitol grounds with a megaphone. Now, what's interesting about this is now they've reduced the charge and basically put in that he basically is being sentenced to uh, like disorderly conduct on Capitol grounds. A stupid charge. Well, what they've gone in now, the government sentencing memorandum that just came out yesterday, they said in the months prior to January 6th, Scheuer spread election misinformation paired with violent rhetoric to hundreds of thousands, not millions of viewers. He went on to stay at the – he said at the Capitol with a megaphone, the Democrats are posing as communists, and we know what they really are. They're just tyrants. Scheuer did not step foot in the Capitol. He did not need to. Many of those who listened to him did instead. In the aftermath, he blamed Antifa and told his followers 
He should be proud. We should be proud of what happened. He helped create January 6th. The government respectfully requested the court sentence him to 120 days of incarceration and 12 months of supervised release with 60 hours of community service and $500 in restitution. Do you understand what I'm saying right now, guys? They're literally trying to incarcerate this kid for speech. They're now saying because he questioned the stolen election and he stated that the Democrats were communist and that they were trying to steal the election, he now is going to be incarcerated for that. Not that he actually broke into a door, not that he ever hit a cop, not that he did anything like that because he didn't, but simply because he said something that the government now doesn't agree with. This is nuts. This is literally what we're coming down to now as speech crime, and this is a very, very creepy situation we're starting to watch here now, and the January 6th has been an excuse now. All across the board, we've seen this with so many people as an excuse to stifle any type of dissidence, and anyone that questions anything, you're automatically essentially a combatant dissident, and we're going to be handled appropriately according to the deep state. So my friends, be very, very careful who you're talking to, who you're around, what you're engaging in, especially if you don't know somebody very well or information you're giving them because there are some very shady individuals out there. And the FBI, who was directly involved in January 6th, we have seen the videos. We've seen the undercover footage from law enforcement. We've seen the FBI agents. We've seen testimony. They were directly involved. They stated under oath there were over 50 undercover officers and federal agents at January 6th, and that, in my opinion, is a low number. They're directly involved in that situation, yet nothing to see here. Don't ask questions. Oh, somebody walked around with a megaphone and said the Democrats are communists and they stole the election. Throw them in jail for 120 days. Nobody questions anything we do. This is turning into Gestapo Germany all over again to Stalin Russia. This is a position that everybody needs to understand. Everybody has to start being vocal about what's happening and realize there's a lot more of us than there are in the deep state, but people have to start standing up for what they really believe. What do you think, Deb? Well, if you get arrested for having a megaphone, but you don't really do anything, and you're exercising your First Amendment rights, and they put you in jail and charge you with basically a felony or a misdemeanor or whatever they want to charge you with, but yet you broke nothing, you entered nothing, you did nothing besides talk, that's pretty scary. And that goes right back to what happened in Germany. And, you know, and I will say this during World War II that my relatives personally saw, and I mentioned before on the show, in which a person would say something you know, about Hitler, about the Third Reich, and their house would be basically vandalized and broken into in the middle of the night. They would be hauled off, and then a few days later, the house is bulldozed, and a few days later, the whole yard is sodded, and pretty soon, no one had any record or memory of them being there. That happened you know, in World War II and, you know, during you – know, you know, the, the, the rise and fall of the Third Reich. Now, I'm going to say something. I'm, I, I get these emails and these letters and these packets of information and all this kind of stuff. What happened in Germany in the 30s, in which they actually stood against the tyranny of the Western banking cartels, and they stood against what they were doing around the world as far as the Federal Reserve Banks they had implemented everywhere, I'm in full agreement with as far as that. And what happened as far as you know, having strong nationalism and having pride in their country, I'm 100% in agreement with that. We need that back in the United States. As far as going in and taking people's rights away and not giving them trials and hauling them off and arresting them, that is a nut way of doing things. It's nightmarish. Now, as a tyrant, you can see that as the most efficient way of handling it. That's a fact. 
well, the guy said something bad about me. He'll lock him up like you said, Dawson. He'll hang him from the bridge, King George. You know, we're not going to put up with this. Watch that movie, Rob Roy, and you'll see a perfect example of that. But don't let your kids see it because it's got some very intense scenes in it. But the reality is, is that that's not what we want. And I don't like the fact that the Third Reich came in at the end of the war. Hitler got to get out a free jail card. He got to go to Argentina with his top officials and basically turned over a bunch of nuclear information as far as atomic bombs and detonators, et cetera, as the United States, which is what we think happened and why they let him go. We don't know. But we also know that Jim Reich in his book, The Fourth Reich, you need to read that. He talks about that in detail. But then we also know that his children were in the streets, the Hitler youth, fighting until the last child to be killed. That kind of that to me is just ridiculous that that actually happened. And quite frankly, I am not a fan of Adolf Hitler. I'm a fan of getting rid of the central banks. I'm a fan of basically telling the truth about who the international banking cartels are. I'm a fan of all of that stuff. But I'm not a fan of that. Now, remember, I have a different perspective of this. My mom was there. She was alive during the World War II. She was in Germany. She saw the rise and the fall of the Third Reich. She suffered from severe post-traumatic stress after the war, as many Germans did. And I'm not a fan of Eisenhower's death camps. I'm not a fan of what we did starving 10, 12 million Germans to death after World War II. I'm not a fan of the international banking cartels and what they did with the Versailles Treaty, which precipitated World War II. All of that stuff, you got to look at it from a perspective. But in the end, you know, they let the children fight to death in the trenches, and they knew the war was over. They knew the war was forlorn. It was lost. This, the, 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 you know, this, this when, when, when Gehring, you know, the Luftwaffe guy, saw the P-51 Mustangs, he looked up and said, this creek is forlorn. The, the war is over. They knew that they were done for the air superiority had, was gone. The, and the Luftwaffe, the German Air Force, was grounded. It didn't exist anymore. They ran out of pilots. And all of these things happened. In a country in which Hitler said, in the event that we can't win this war, the German people don't belong and don't deserve to continue to exist. Don't tell me that you're a fan of Hitler and not have me blow back on you. I'm not going to I'm not playing that game. You know, it's the same thing with Donald Trump. Don't tell me you're a fan of Donald Trump and turn right back around and Donald Trump. Basically, you know, does all of this stuff like with ATF that Austin talked about. Don't tell me that you're a fan of Donald Trump and not look at what he did with red flag gun laws. Don't tell me that you're a fan of Donald Trump and not talk about Operation Warp Speed. Don't do that. And in fact, he continued to push for years after he was out of office the vaccines that aren't vaccines. They're clot shot death shots. Don't tell me you're a fan of his. I don't want to hear it. Did he do some things right? Yes. The first six months, eight months before they got him under the heel, they got him snapped tight with his choke chain. Yeah, they had, he has to do the things right. But then he started putting all those CFR members in. He was completely out of his element. He was a showman. He was a carnival barker. You know, he was put there by the globalists and given his own TV show for 15 seasons in order to make him a household name so people would trust him no matter what he did or what he said. And I did. I fell into that in 2015 and 2016 for the election because no matter what, it was ABC, anybody but Clinton. We all fell into that. They gave us an opponent against him that was so corrupt and so horrible and so satanic and filled with witchcraft that we had no choice but support him to not allow Clinton to get in office with her unbelievable body count she had out of Arkansas all the way into the White House. We gave what we needed to to get Donald Trump in to stop Hillary Clinton, so we thought. But she was still supposed to win that election. The problem is the algorithms, and this is the research that I've done now and I've seen, was basically not set up high enough in cheating as far as the election voting machines to give Trump – to force Trump to lose and to give Hillary the victory. That's why she pulled her little – forgive me – her biatch fit after she knew she lost 
and she basically started throwing tables over and screaming and yelling and wouldn't even address her supporters because she knew she was no was not going to be the president of the United States, that basically they were not going to allow her to do it or they had not sufficiently hacked the election back then. So they corrected all that, you know, of course, with Biden. And the problem is, if you say this apparently on the Capitol grounds on January the 6th, you are now guilty of insurrection or whatever you're going to be guilty of. I have no idea. I mean, where'd our First Amendment go? I don't like King George. Well, uh, you can't say that. Yeah, we can. But so far, we can. But our judiciary has been compromised. That's the problem that we have in the United States. And by the way, if you wonder why I'm all geeked up today, we got our new batch of purple sticks in as far as the samples that we have. And I took them this morning. And yes, they really work. <laughs> they really work very well. I was wondering about that. <laughs> Haas is going, what the heck is that on? Okay. Uh, you know, when we manufacture stuff, now we're going to be the manufacturer now with this product. When we manufacture the product, everything that's on that label is in that product, including the X amount of green tea, you know, caffeine, you know, extract, you know, without coffee in it. So, yes, it's going to be a great product. I tested it this morning. And, uh, yes, I'm all geeked up on it. So here's the thing. I, I got to cover a couple of things. I am sorry, Austin. I'm, I'm going so fast I got to slow down a little bit. But let me talk about something else real quick. I have not really gone into detail on this in a minute. I want to do this right now. There's an article I have at Health Masters, and I'm going to do this as a favor to you guys this morning, and I'll step away from the news for a second. And I, I'm going to, I've posted it online. I'm going to post it again, and it's called The Adverse Influence of Pork Consumption on Health. We're going to go to a little bit of health stuff here real quick and break away from this news. And this is by Professor Hans Reckwig. He's a medical doctor, and it's in the Biological Therapy, Volume 1, Number 2, 1983. And he talks about the problem of, with pork and how it's been linked to basically all these different diseases, including heart disease, diabetes, and cancer, and all of this stuff and how bad it is. Now, here's what's interesting about this. I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to post it and let you guys read it. But here's the deal. There's one thing that we don't realize what it happens as far as the blood vessels and what happens with this stuff. Now, here he goes. He says this. This professor, this guy's name, House Lethrity, professor in Munster, West Germany, reported all of these factors in his book, The Unspecific Mechanism Reaction. According to House, these types of stress resulting from a diet rich in fat for which pork, particularly bacon fat, is mainly responsible, can be combined with other factors, ultimately become fatal. Now, you know, I'm going to share this with you for just one second. I remember years ago, this is, oh gosh, this is over 30 years ago, I was at a seminar in Cancun, a Christian businessman's seminar, and it was absolutely an amazing seminar. And there was a guy by the name of Houston there, and I doubt he's alive anymore for what I'm about to tell you. And I was in there in the seminar, and this guy basically had about a three-inch stack of bacon on his plate. And, and don't get me wrong, I absolutely love pork bacon. I think it's the most amazing stuff I've ever tasted, but I don't eat it, all right? Just let you know that. I love the way it tastes, especially when it's crispy and it's cooked right. Well, Houston had this huge pile of bacon on his plate. Holy Spirit convicted me, and I told Houston, I said, look, bud, I said, I really suggest to you that you don't eat this. <laughs> I said, you do what you want to do. You know, you're my friend. I've met you now for the last couple of days, and I've now seen what you're eating for breakfast. This isn't okay. He kind of laughed or whatever. Well, a few years later, he had to have bypass surgery. Uh, yeah, I'm not making any of this up. I never make up anything. A few years later, he had to have a heart transplant. Now, whether or not he ever got his transplant or not, I lost touch with him. I don't know. But pork is a homotoxin. It's a human being poison, and it's unbelievably bad. Now, what's interesting about this is, you know, this is something that, you know, we need to look at. And I'm going to say one thing to you, and this is going to be interesting for the women and the men out there. And I'm going to offend a few people, and I'm not trying to do that, but I'm just going to read this to you right from the article. 
due to the due to the large, the predominantly large amounts of mucus connective tissue in pork, the sulfur content is extreme. This can be determined by putrefaction tests. Now they talk about how it rots. Now what's interesting about this, Bletchley, the professor of pathology in Heidelberg, West Germany, conducted experiments for living cell therapy, and has shown with radioactive labeled animal tissues, organs, and glands that the decomposition products of tissues upon being absorbed by the body generally migrate to where they biologically belong. Okay. So that means, I mean, I'll continue to read this. You can, I'll, I'll explain it in a second. This could be conformed experimentally. Patients who have eaten a great deal of bacon produced from the flesh of the pig's back show typical fatty folds at the back of their own necks. The same is true from the consumption of bacon derived from the pig's stomach area. As these patients start to throw thick bulges of fat in their own stomach areas, people who eat ham, especially women, show irregular deformation in the buttock and hip areas without even realizing the ham was the cause. Whoa! So what they're saying in this article is the biological remains of this product, when you radioactively label it and you put it into your body, it goes back to where it biologically long belongs on your gut, on your hips, on your butt, or on the top of your back. I've seen this. In other words, what it's saying is if you eat a pig, you're going to look like a pig. Just thought I'd say it that way so that everybody understands what I just said. So no matter what I say about pork and how bad it is, no matter what I say about not eating bacon and how bad it is, I'm telling you what's going to happen to you if you eat this junk. And I've seen it so many times when people start getting obese from eating this type of food. They start looking, their faces, their jowls expand, they get a big thick fat hump on the back of their neck, and they start looking like a hog. You think, well, come on, Ted, you're really getting off hand. you got too many purple sticks in you, Ted. Okay, stop it. I know I, okay, I know I have too many purple sticks in me. I got that, all right? But the reality is, is that why would you possibly eat something like this and knowing that it's going to do this? Plus, read the article. I posted it again. It's going to increase your risks of heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. The World Health Organization has said that pork is the number one cause of cancer globally, the nitrates in it, and the, in the, in the cured meats. I mean, why in the world would you put it in your body? And a lot of you go, well, I'm going to go ahead and eat it. I don't care what you think I say. I'm going to do what I want to do. I like my bacon in the morning. Go just have at it. I'm not going to argue with you. This message isn't for you. I can't help you with that. If you don't want to listen to what I'm telling you from a naturopathic standpoint, from a biochemical standpoint, from a health standpoint, just figure it out on your own. Realize certain decisions, it causes certain consequences in our bodies. And I I talked about this yesterday when I said there's three questions you have to ask yourself. What am I doing? What is it doing to me? And is that okay? Let's do it on pork today. What am I doing? I mean, he's swine. Bible says not to eat it. God says don't do it. You say, well, God, God knows it's good for you because the Bible says pray over and eat it. No, it doesn't. It says it is sanctified by the word of God. You may pray over and eat it. Pork is not sanctified. It's cursed by the word of God. Just God mentioned that. So God's saying to you there's certain foods that are basically scum suckers, and they'll eat anything that's dead or rotting in the world. And I put them there to clean up the environment and the ecosystem, and I've told you not to eat them because they're unbelievably nasty, but they have to be there to clean up the sewage and all the filth. That's why in Israel and and outside of Jerusalem they had a giant pit because they didn't have running water. And every day they'd take their containers of feces and they'd dump it into the pit. So rather than having the pit fill up with feces, they'd put hog in the bottom of that thing, and they'd let them eat the feces. Oh, that's disgusting, Ted. Why do you talk like this? I can't believe you talk like this. I'm hanging up now. I'm not listening to this podcast anymore. All right, well, goodbye. Have fun. Go ahead, eat your swine. I'm done. No, 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 stop, stop. Don't hang up. Listen. It's a scavenger feeder. It eats the boils off of other 
pig hogs. If a pig falls into the pig pen, it will eat them if they get sick and die. If you, as a human being, fall into the pig pen and you don't get up fast enough, they will eat you. Just thought I'd mention that. It's unbelievably dangerous around hog pens if you fall in. Just thought I'd say that to you guys. These wild boars that are running around Florida, they're a nightmare. They'll attack you and look at you in a second and just and go after you too. Don't eat this stuff. They're not here for us to eat. All right, enough said on that. But let's talk about consequences and let's talk about all the rest of this stuff. You know, a lot of people make continual mistakes in their life. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to preach for just a second. And they make the same choices over and over and over again. Also, and I were talking about this just the other day. And I said, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody. If you, you know, if you don't think you make a mistake, you know, my hat's off to you. I'll adjust your halo for you. And you sit in the corner and pretend like you know everything because you don't, neither do I. Nobody knows everything except for God Almighty who's omniscient. Now, here's the point about all of that. A lot of people make the same choices, and they wonder why they get the same consequences. That's why I ask you to ask those three questions. If you continue to do the same things that you've done to get to where you are, you're not going to get any different. If you go ahead and eat out every single meal okay, and you're broke, there's a high probability you're going to eat out every single meal and you're going to continue to stay broke, period. If you've got all kinds of health problems and because you're not monitoring your food intake and you're eating certain foods that are really bad for you, you'll continue to have health problems. They'll continue to get worse. If you have, un- if you have bitterness and hatred in your heart, you're going to elevate your cortisol. And that cortisol is going to stop a lot of nutrient absorption in your body. And that nutrient absorption being stopped will massively increase your risks of cancer because you're not picking up the antioxidants like you need to. If you have unforgiveness or hatred in your heart towards somebody the other day, oh, gosh, it's a hard one to talk about. There's a a person in my life. I can't mention anything as far as names. And they're no longer associated with me. They're no longer a relative. But the reality was I had to deal with this individual for many years. And I had to pray on Sunday morning. The Holy Spirit convicted me to pray for this individual and, you know, and ask God to forgive her for what she's done to me and what the problems are that she's caused for me and my family. And I did. And I told the Lord, I said, I don't want to do this. Oh, gosh, don't make, don't make me do this. I don't want to do this. But I prayed for it. You know, and then I get to church. And I get the verse from Romans that I read to you guys yesterday about, you know, you got to pray for those who persecute you. And I thought to myself, okay, Holy Spirit, you know, you nailed that one right on the head. You got to pray for somebody that really has done you wrong over and over and over again. Does that mean you have to associate with them? No. Does that mean you have to be their buddy buddy anymore? No. But you got to forgive them for what they've done. Why? Number one, we've got to continue to forgive each other and not judge each other. Oh, gosh, it's so hard to talk about. But the reality is we have to do that. And it's not so much for them because they don't know you're praying for them. It's for you. It's for you because when you don't forgive people and you hold bitterness in your heart, you elevate that cortisol, which is that stress hormone, which makes you age really, really fast. And I know this is hard. I know you've got people out there that have done you wrong so many times that you can't stand them. Me too. I got it. All right. But the reality is you've got to forgive them, but you don't have to be buddy buddies with them. But you've got to say, Lord, I forgive this individual for all they've done for me. And they've done to me. I ask that you bless them, Lord, and you keep them and you allow your face to shine upon them and your grace unto them and you grant them grace, mercy, peace, love, prosperity and companionship all the days of their life. And you allow them to see what they've done, allow them to repent and be what you want them to be as a Christian, as a fellow believer. That's a hard one, but you got to do it because when you elevate that cortisol and you don't you don't absorb vitamin D or C or E or antioxidants or A. 
you, all that stuff affects you in the long term. That person's going to be dead and gone, and you're still mad and bitter. And you're, I can't believe they did that to me. I can't believe they're like that. Oh, I'm mad. Well, yeah, you go ahead and keep talking like that. Forgiveness is the key. You have these people that you know, they make the same decisions over and over again. You have people that you know from high school, their entire life, you know, was peaked when they were 18 because their parents were still making their decisions for them. And they hadn't made enough stupid decisions yet to destroy their lives. I knew this kid in high school. He's like six foot two. He had black hair, blue eyes, this guy, and all the girls chased him around. You know, and he just, he was that kid in high school. Everybody thought he was great, had a real nice car. And his parents just allowed him and enabled him to do what he did. Went out and got drunk all the time. And, and pretty soon he gets out of high school and now he's on his own and gets on to drugs and alcohol. He spent his life in and out of prison now. His life peaked in high school because of the choices that he made out of high school. His life has been a complete and total wreck. Man's a complete liar and a thief now because the parents enabled it. He made bad choices over and over again. Now, I got to say this. In some cases, even if you don't enable it, they turn out that way. Just thought I'd mention that. But the vast majority of the time, if you don't enable them, they'll start understanding like the prodigal son did that they need to turn and repent. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they'll listen to this show. Sometimes they won't. It's just how it is and how it actually works sometimes. But remember, parenting is important. You know, and all these things are part of what we have to do. Now, I want to talk about one other thing. I want to talk about this too. Generational curses versus generational stupidity. I've never talked about this on the show before. Never. Generational curses versus generational stupidity. Now, let me say this to you. There are such things as generational curses. Let's say your grandfather or your great-grandfather was involved in unbelievably horrible acts of Satanism, you know, and human sacrifice and all the rest of this stuff. And he cursed his family for generations to come and all the other stuff. Okay, I got that. that that's real. That's real. But there's also generational stupidity. So, but when you, when you become a Christian and you repent and you ask the Holy Spirit to come into you, and you break those generational curses, they're broken. They don't exist with you anymore. Okay, now there's a problem here, okay? So you now have this point in your life where you go, wow, it's just not working out for me. It's just not doing what it needs to do. Why is that? And, and you ask yourself that question, and, you, and now you're doing a little bit of introspection. You know the generational curses are broken because you're a Christian. The blood of the covenant that sanctified you, the power of Jesus and his blood, the power that raised him from the dead on the cross and on, out of the hell, out of death, hell, and the grave. The power that did all that stuff dwells in you. And you're like, what the heck's wrong with my life? Well, I want to work. A lot of it is generational stupidity. Let me give you the example. Grandpa ate a plate of bacon every day. Your dad ate a plate of bacon every day. You eat a plate of bacon every single day. Granddaddy died of heart attack. Your daddy died of heart disease, and now here you are 50 years old having heart issues and cardiovascular systems issues, and you're having impotency issues, ah, and high blood pressure issues, and all of the rest because you have generational stupidity that you're doing over and over because your family did this stuff. There's a difference. That's not a generational curse. That's generational stupidity, and you've got to learn that there's just some things out there that just aren't good for you. That aren't healthy for you that you've got to change. There's certain decisions that you make 
on an ongoing basis that aren't okay, but you keep doing them. Stop it. <laughs> I mean, there's an old Bob Newhart broadcast. I'm going to step away from this for a second. And I love the old Bob Newhart. Oh my gosh. He was the psychologist and he had this woman come into his office and she was all messed up in the head. And she had this incredible fear of being buried alive in a box. You can watch it on YouTube. It's funny. I mean, it's posted. I'm let's put it on the health master. Just give you something funny to laugh at. And she's telling him these things and she, he can't get her to break that fear. And finally he says to her, he goes, you need to stop it. <laughs> she says, I don't know how to stop it. And he goes, either you stop it. He says, I'm going to bury you alive in a box. He did it a lot better than I just did it. But it's a funny little, it's a funny little quip on this, on the show. The point is this, what does it take? What does it take for you to say, Genuk, which is a German word for enough. What does it take for you to say, Genuk, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not living this like this anymore. Granddaddy did this. Mama did this. Daddy did this. My cousins, uncles do it. You know, they like going out and having a, glass of wine every night. Well, they all turned into alcoholics. Well, that's a problem, isn't it? Maybe I shouldn't drink. <laughs> you really shouldn't drink if you got alcoholism in your family because 10% of the population is genetically predisposed to start really liking alcohol and getting drunk. Maybe you uh, had your dad parents. I hope this didn't happen, but I know it does. We're taking drugs. Well, maybe you don't need to do that. I'm gonna tell you, let me tell you a personal story. This is, this is a personal story. My mom, I love her. I did her funeral for, you know, she was suffering from PTSD. She smoked five packs of cigarettes a day, five packs. I'm not, this is not an exaggeration. Austin knows this is true. She'd hotbox her room. All right. And I remember when we were little, you know, five, six years old, she would ask me and my sister, who was like a year older than me to light her cigarettes for her. You're like, what the heck, Ted, are you serious? You know, back in the fifties and sixties guys, you know, all the Surgeon General stuff really didn't care much about cigarette smoking, and nobody really thought much about it, and certain doctors endorsed certain brands of cigarettes, and that was the TV advertising. Thought I'd mention that in case you guys missed that. You can watch the old ads. I'd walk a mile for a camel. Remember the Marlboro Man? All the rest of these people, all these advertisements on top TV, brainwashing people. Well, in Europe, a lot of people smoke cigarettes. And, of course, that nicotine you know, gets you up. It's vasoconstrictant, massively increases the risk of heart disease, cancer. It's unbelievably unhealthy, but the shit asked us to light our cigarettes. I mean, little six, five, six-year-old kids with matches. You can imagine a five-year-old with matches striking the match and lighting a cigarette. That was me. <laughs> you guys go, wow, really? Yeah. So I'm eight years old. My mom's not there. She left a pack of cigarettes. You know the story. You know what's going to happen here now. And so I decided I'm going to have a cigarette. By golly, I was always being teased with cigarettes, and I'm going to smoke one. And I took that cigarette, I'm eight years old, and I lit that sucker, and I took my first deep inhalation of a cigarette, fell on the floor, thought I'd turn green, thought I was going to die, thought, this is stupid, what the heck's this all about? I will never do this again, and I never touched it again. I was eight. I was eight years old, and I had enough of it already. And from that point on, when she'd asked me to light a cigarette, I'm like, I'm not touching that thing. What does it take for you to say look, you got to sometimes just say, I'm not living like that. Well, I, I like to drink vodka. I like to like, drink, you know, fist of, fist of vodka. I like drinking, you know, Jack Daniels. Yeah, I like doing this. I like doing that. I like doing that. How about you just say, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. Holy Spirit, help me. Fill me with your presence. Lord, help me. Jesus, help me. Help me to break this in my life so I don't have this addiction any longer. 
I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Anoint me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your presence. Give me the strength to say no to this. Why can't we just do that? You know, just pray that prayer and help God will help you to get past that. But that's what I wanted to share with you guys today because I, yesterday I started with it. You know, what am I doing? What's it doing to me? And is that okay? I took the COVID shot. Man, I got blessed, lucky, whatever you want to call it, and nothing happened to me. You know, what's it doing to me? I hope it's not doing anything. You know, is that okay? No, it's not okay. I'm not doing that again. Not doing that again. I'm going to stand against that. I'm going to broadcast it from the rooftops. Don't do this. All these little things that we do and all these choices that we make, you can apply that same, those same three questions. What am I doing? What's it doing to me? Is that okay? But I want to share that with you this morning as a message of just hope and encouragement that you don't have to live like you've lived up to this point. You don't have to do what you've done up to this point. You can have power and strength and abundance through the Holy Spirit, more than you've ever dreamed or imagined in your entire life. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. For this is the day, the day's the day that the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it all the days of my life. Austin, what do you think, my dear friend, and what's your next story? Well, let's turn an inspirational show today. <laughs> Some good stuff. You spot on with that, man. And you know, it's it. There's so many things you said that are applicable with so many different aspects. And one of the things tying off what you said, why I've constantly encouraged my friends, a lot of my close friends, and a lot of people I meet and I know, as far as that have kids, to ask and evaluate the same thing as far as what your children are eating, what they're being exposed to. You know, because the difference is one thing about kids is you got to understand. You're responsible for your children. You know, as an adult, you're responsible for your own actions, 100%. That's, that's, that's your deal. you got to deal with that and God and everything else you've got along with it. The kids, you're responsible for what they are exposed to and what they do. And if you have a child that's having behavioral issues, basically is having you know, problems focusing, problems with health, problems with not listening, maybe you need to reflect and look at what they're doing, what they're eating, what they're putting in their body, what they're watching what level of discipline that they're having at home. A lot of factors. You know, I remember a while back ago, there was a movie. I don't even remember what movie it was. There's some movie Lan had got for the kids. It's like some cartoon. I, I thought it was fairly clean. I glanced in and out of the kitchen when they were watching it and it seemed like it was pretty decent. But I noticed after the kids watched it, I noticed their demeanor changed rapidly. Their attitude, they're just very just, uh, just disrespectful. You know, my daughter was being just mean to my wife, and Hunter was being just disrespectful. And I told Lane, I said, what's going on with the kids today? She's like, I don't know. They're acting really weird. And I said, what they watch? Watch this movie. And sure enough, I found out later on, there's this, there's basically a kid in a cartoon that was super disrespectful to his parents, and it was a big joke. So that, of course, that movie never got watched again. But it was interesting because you know I evaluated, and I knew there was something going on. The same thing about it is if your kid starts off every morning with Lucky Charms and Cinnamon Toast Crunch and whatever other means and manner of nasty breakfast loaded with sugar and food coloring, you wonder why they're not focusing in school? Oh, just right there. Look at what they're eating. That's why I had the back-to-school program kit that I put together with the Ultimate Multiple Chewable and the Cod Liver Oil. Those two things right there with a clean diet, cleaning up garbage that they're eating and throwing in the multiple with the uh, cod makes a massive difference, massive difference. I've had parents email me shocked. So I 
listen to what you said about the diet. I cut all the junk food out, the sugar out, refined sugar, and the food color, and threw in these two supplements, and I've got a completely different kid now. I said, imagine that. Imagine that. Because remember, too, what you're doing with your children right now, whether they're being exposed to what food they're eating, like Dad just said, you got these generational habits that occur. You know, if you start training your child that every single time there's dinner, after every dinner, they get to eat a giant bowl of ice cream, guess what? You're reinforcing that every single time they eat a major meal, they have to have dessert after it. That's a surefire way to get unbelievably fat. I'll tell you that right now. You're already eating a meal. You're already digesting your meal. Why are you adding on another seven, eight, nine hundred calories of ice cream on top of it at the end of the meal? Now, if it's a birthday party or something like that, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about doing it every single meal. Not necessary, and it starts reinforcing that behavior to where they want to have it every single time they get a meal. Oh, I got this meal. I eat dinner. I want ice cream. Oh, I eat dinner tonight. I want ice cream. What are they going to do when they're older? Exact same thing. And so generational habits are a very big problem. It's like Dad said. You start hearing about people talk about, oh, you know, cancer runs in my family, or I'm, you know, high blood pressure runs in my family. I'm like, oh, what do you guys eat? Oh, you guys eat the same? You guys live the same? You guys drink the same stuff? Ironically enough, you find out that everybody in the family drinks four, five, six sodas a day. Everybody eats, you know, hot dogs every single weekend. Everybody eats the same junk food. Well, yeah, you take people from all over the planet, completely unrelated to one another, and you put them on the exact same toxic diet, you will get very similar side effects and results out of those completely different people that aren't even related. So again, something to be aware of and something to address. Also, to another news, you know, Dad was just saying about addressing things. If you've done them or if you have an issue with them or you know not doing them over again, I had a lot of people that would that have gotten the COVID shot and they've realized now the whole thing was a sham. And you know, again, like I said, somebody did it and they went all along with it. Okay, but we won't be fooled again, right? The song says, Well, Megan Kelly just went on a podcast. This is interesting. I've never been a huge fan of Megan Kelly, but she just blasted it out there with the shot. And uh, she said blatantly that she got autoimmune issues after she got the COVID shot, and she thinks it's directly related to it. She said, and I quote, I regret getting the vaccine. I'm 52-year-old woman. I don't think I needed it. I think I would have been just fine. I've gotten COVID multiple times, and it was well past when the vaccine was doing. It was supposed to be doing, she said on the show. For the first time, I tested positive for an autoimmune issue at my annual physical right after the shot. I went to the best rheumatoid, uh, rheumatoid arthritis in New York, and I asked her, do you think it could have, could have to do with the fact that I got this blank booster and then got COVID within three weeks? And the doctor said, yeah, yes. I wasn't the only one she had seen with this. She had seen it on multiple occasions. And it was interesting, back in July, if you guys know, the Science Journal of Science published an article confirming that COVID-19 vaccines are linked to autoimmune disorders such as a small fiber neuropathy and tachycardia, directly related to it. it. We've been screaming about this from the top of our lungs, about these things happening. People have been talking about it and finally showing that it's occurring. And so this is something that's important. She's got a pretty big platform. People have known her for years, especially after the stuff that you know her and Donald Trump went back and forth. And so I mean, you've got people like this that are coming out and saying, yeah, I regret getting the shot. The shot's causing all these health problems. I encourage people, if you've got a platform, if you've got a podcast – Bring this stuff up because the more people talk about this, the more people that may not know anything, may not be educated on a topic, the more they're going to take a step back and go, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, I, I don't know about all these people or that, but you know, I, I listen to Megan Kelly. She said she got shot. She regrets it. 
oh, well, I, maybe I need to do some research on it. Maybe I need to do, look into it before I get the 19th annual booster they keep recommending. That Pfizer keeps changing. They don't have to get any approval on it anymore. They just start modifying the RNA. FDA's give a blanket rubber stamp. They can do whatever they want. I told you guys about earlier this week, the Freedom of Information Act came out. Now with the documents on the modified booster, the last booster, they only tested on 23 people and gave virtually no significant results on it at all. Oh, yep, it's shown to be safe and effective and positive. We tested it on 23 people for four weeks. Oh, it's safe. Just, let's roll it out to you know 330 million people in the United States. I mean, that, that makes total sense, right? I mean, you, could you imagine if an automaker came out? They said, hey, guess what? We've, uh, we've safety tested one of our cars you know, for four weeks, and uh, we, we're pretty confident it's safe and effective. We don't really know. Uh, we just kind of threw it together, and we modified all this stuff on it. We don't really know what's going to do again. Uh, but, you know, hey, it's free to go on the interstate. Everybody needs to buy one. Let them run. Dude, you, people like you're nuts. They're not going to prove that. They're not going to allow something to go through virtually no safety testing for people to drive around on the interstate with. But yet we allow this to go through with an experimental injection shoved right into your muscle tissue. Remember the lie? The spike protein stays right there in your shoulder. The COVID shot stays in your shoulder. doesn't go anywhere. The whole thing was a lie. Everything was a lie. And yet here we are calling it out again multiple years later. Also, to others, you know, I was talking yesterday about Tico and the electric companies now that are literally making a cash cow because they had these rates that they raised over the last year justifying energy cost increase, even though if you look, the energy cost has not changed much in the last year and a half. There were spikes and dips, but nothing to what we've seen now. I, my uh, AC guy just came in here this morning because the AC was running hot here in the office, and it was actually low on Freon. It was interesting. And uh, so he, he tapped it back off. We're going to throw some stop leak in it, which is fine. It doesn't matter. And um, he told me, he said, dude, he said he looked at his electric bill from last year. He used the exact same amount of electric. It was like 92 kilowatt hours or whatever. Last year, last summer, August 2020, his bill was $440. He said he, they just got their bill this month for last month as far as for 2023, one year later. It's like $800. It's literally almost doubled with the exact same amount of usage. 10% increase my butt. That's exactly what they lied to everybody about again. And so now there's numerous people that are talking about filing suit against Tico now because this this is not this is not ethical. You can't come in and say we're the only electric company in town. We're a monopoly. We're going to raise your rates ten percent. And everybody's saying that literally the least the least rate hike they've seen is fifteen to twenty percent. Well, this falls into the green energy. A new energy bill over in Britain is showing that Britons will be jailed for failing to comply with the cultish net zero standards. So it's right back to what I talked about. The energy bill, which returned to Parliament for its third reading this week, outlined several new requirements homeowners must adhere to in relation to net zero, the government's commitment to being carbon neutral by 2050. Individuals face criminal charges for failing to comply with measures designed to reduce the country's carbon footprint. Such draconian regulations state that household appliances must have smart devices in them, including fridges, Washing machines, heat pumps, all must be fitted with smart functions that can be controlled by, and I quote, any person carrying out load control, namely the national grid. And what's crazy about this, it stipulates essentially that any smart function, your fridge, freezer, dishwasher, washing machine, thermostat, tumble dryer, heat pump, must be enabled so it can be controlled by the national grid. If you fail to do this, they're going to fine you. 
massively because you don't have your system connected to the Internet of Things. This, my friends, is showing us exactly why they did what they did, why they made all these appliances smart. I've said before, why in the world do you need your fridge connected to the Internet? Why, why do I need to have my ice machine connected to the Internet? Oh, well, I can make it ice. I can turn on my ice machine when I, before I get home. Okay, whatever. I mean, that's what you do. I mean, dishwasher? Your dishwasher needs to be connected to the Internet? Your thermostat? People go, oh, I can turn it down if I'm out of town. Okay, cool story. So can the feds. <laughs> so can the deep state. Remember what happened out in Colorado? Everybody that signed up for that smart system thermostat that they got a discounted rate? Oh, yeah, all of a sudden their AC would not go below 78, 79 degrees, and they push the button, it's locked. The power grid says, we're currently having a higher than normal rate of uh, increase in electricity right now. So because the clause, you got a $150 discount in the clause that you signed, we have the ability to control your thermostat at any point in time. Guys, it has nothing to do with carbon footprint. It has nothing to do with climate change. It has everything to do with monitoring, controlling, and essentially taxing everyone more and more and more. Oh, your AC is at 72 degrees. That's fine. We're just going to tax you incessantly. Your electric bill is going to be $2,000 next month now. That's what they're starting to do, clearly, down here in Florida. So, again, my friends, keep the truth going out there. Thank you for forwarding the show, for forwarding the articles. Keep standing up for the faith. Stay healthy. If you need anything, Testo Plus Formula on sale for product of the week. Huge product, great product. Guys, love it. Give it a try. Healthmasters.com, Testo Plus on sale, 10% off. You guys have a safe, fantastic, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.